What's up, girls? Welcome back to another episode of Girls Forgot. Welcome back to another week of Girls for God. I hope you guys enjoyed last week. I know I did. I keep watching it over and over again because it was so good, so powerful. Uh, my mom was on the pod and she just gave great wisdom. She was crying half the time. So hopefully y'all could understand her. But uh, it, it was just awesome to have her on the podcast and get her uh, feedback on things and get her perspective on life. And I hope that helped you and encouraged you. But this week... We're getting into it because we have the best special guest I'm ever going to have on the podcast. This is my ride or die. This is my other half. And I hope you already know what that means by then. But this girl, I grew up with her very close. We did everything together. We barely argued, like I said. And if we did, I'd beat her up, you know. Um, But this girl is amazing. Love her to death. Let's go ahead and welcome Lexi Miller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Lexi. How are you doing? Great. Excited to be here. <laughs> oh, me too. Lexi, why don't you start off, just tell the people that might not know you, because I actually have a lot of people that probably don't know you. Um, start off with telling us a little bit about you, where you are. Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Lexi. I am Kaylee's older sister. I currently live in Ohio, where Kaylee was born and raised, so her roots are dug down deep in there. Don't let her fool you. Ohio is the best state in all the states. All right, all right, you're pushing <laughs> I'm 100% convinced that there's no other place like Ohio. We're the heart of the United States, and so, yeah. Is that, like, in record somewhere, that <laughs> Ohio is the heart of the state? If you look at the United States map, the heart of like, you know, if you like look at your body, you're like, this is where my heart is. If you look at that, Ohio, and it's shaped like a heart. So Ohio anyway. people be trying to find like stuff to make that <laughs> state good. Like you like California, you don't gotta prove that that's a good state. Like, you know, like Ohio people, you have to like convince these people. Anyway, Ohio is not terrible, but anyways, I also like Kaylee work at a church. It's called Faith Family Church. Um, but it's not, we, the two churches don't have anything to do with each other. We just have the same name. We're in two different parts of the country. Um, but yeah, life's, life's been good. I'm, like I said, I'm excited to be here. Yes. We're excited to have you in Ohio. Ohio needs you, Lexi. So you keep saving Ohio while I do other big, big and better things, but. I'll say <laughs> awesome. Well, Lexi, like she said, we both work in ministry. We both, um. I've been doing this thing called life and we've been doing life together. And so I thought, you know, what, what a better way to start out like the podcast and everything, um, with just us talking and us, um, cause we, I mean, we've been through it. Like we've been through the ups and downs. We've been through things that mom don't even know we've been through or she does know cause she be knowing everything, but like we've been through it together. And I do believe in the reason why I'm having you on the podcast. Like I'm not going to have just rando guests on the podcast cause it might look good, you know? 
it like this has been prayed for this has been serious like obviously i haven't had to pray that much about having you on because god god already put us together so that was (laughs) but like other people like you know i'm praying about it and seeking god and the wisdom and i knew that i had to have you and mom on back to back because the wisdom that you guys have and uh, us growing up together and so i'm excited to have you on it's gonna be fun um so i'm gonna start out by prayer because we should always start everything with prayer and then we'll jump into it. So God, just thank you so much for everything that you're doing throughout this podcast. Father, we thank you for giving us this platform to speak. And God, if it's only one person watching, God, I pray that right now that person receives everything that you need from um, for them to receive, God. And so we just thank you. We honor you. God, remove us from... Um, like remove us and put you at the center of it all, Father. We just love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, a little bit, I'm going to explain a little bit about you because I feel like you didn't do good enough. But my sister, she, again, worked in ministry. She is a worship leader. When I tell you this girl can sing, she can sing. And I think I can too, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but she is a worship leader she has been through it like man some of the ups and downs that you've been through like see um inspire me and like push me to be a better person we are two polar opposites like it is crazy if you know the enneagram she's a four on the enneagram so (laughs) she a little i'm very emotional very emotional (laughs) very in tune with my emotions (laughs) yeah she's in tune with their emotions but and I'm a challenger, so like I be pushing her, but like she, we balance each other out pretty good in that. There was this um, picture on Instagram that literally reminded me of us. It was like the in- the enneagrams, and if your your enneagram type, like what picture you would be, and the enneagram four, it was like a field of like pink flowers, just like very like <laughs> expressive and emotional. And then I kept swiping, and then I got to the eight, and it was like a box of like rusty nails. <laughs> I was like, that is me and Kaylee. <laughs> no, literally, like, and that was something we had to learn too growing up. Like, I couldn't be just so like direct with you. Like, it was gonna hurt your feelings. And you can't be super emotional when I have to like I'm going through something because that's not gonna help me. And so we learned, and I think like that's the best duo. I think eight and fours were the best duo because oh, baby. You just learn, like you learn so much about um, each other and how to communicate with each other. And if I didn't have you in my life, I'd probably be the rudest person. Like, <laughs> like, and that's where, and then if you didn't have me, you wouldn't be like challenged. You wouldn't be bold enough to speak your thoughts and stuff like that. So we, 100%. yeah, we've been in it. But the one question I'm going to ask everyone, and it's going to start out the podcast. Uh, we're going to start out with the question, what is the biggest lesson you had to learn to get to where you're at right now? And I know we learn while you're thinking about that because it's a loaded <laughs> question. But as we like, you know, I think we learn so many lessons in life. And yes, some shape you to be a better person, like some challenge you. But what is the one lesson that if you didn't learn it, you wouldn't be sitting where you're at today? Yeah. Wow. That's a deep question. <laughs> she said, we're going right in. You dive it in. <laughs> Um, okay, I think mine is probably a twofold answer, if that makes sense. Um, first is waiting on God is never a bad thing. Um, you know, I have found myself in many times 
in a waiting season and just a season where, you know, I didn't necessarily think this is where I was going to end up being, but it's where I found myself. And so I think one waiting on God is never wasted time. It's never, um, it's never like time that's not productive. That's something that I had to learn. And then with that waiting on God doesn't necessarily mean that you're lazy because I think a lot of times we, you know, get into this mindset of like, okay, God, I asked for it. So let me just wait on it. Like, let me, I'll, I'll just sit here and I'll just wait on you. And you know, that's scriptural. Like we hear that all the time, like wait on God, wait on God. And we should, we should wait on God, but being lazy and not doing anything to, you know, progress that waiting season or, you know, not doing anything that's going to get you to where you need to be it's you know that is something that I had to learn that I can't just like sit there and be lazy like if I want to go to the gym and I want to lose weight I can't just say okay I'm gonna lose weight and then sit on my couch and like eat a bag of potato chips every day like that's not gonna I'm not I'm not doing anything like yes the weight losing weight is the goal but I can't just like not do anything (laughs) yeah that's really good and like like we say, it's it's a partnership, like it's a relationship. It's what you and God are doing together. And some people always think like, okay, I accepted Jesus in my life. My life is going to be so much better. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, it right. gets, you know, being in Christianity, it's harder and it's not easy. And so with your walk with God and with being in a relationship with him, it's not a one-sided relationship. And we, I mean, we've been through that with dad, like, you know, we're giving all this, we're doing all this. And if he's not giving back, then no wonder we're pushing back. No wonder we're not like doing anything to make the relationship happen. It's the same way with God. Like God's, God's going to do it. God's going to be in your life. He is going to pursue you. He is going to do things that you want. He's going to challenge you. But if you're not willing to get up and walk with him, then God's like, Hey, I can't do anything if you're not willing to put in the work. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. There was this uh something that I think one of the scriptures that I stood on. You guys talk about scripture in this too, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I cannot I'm believe kidding. you just said it. <laughs> I'm no, we don't no, we don't quote scripture. No. I am so kidding. <laughs> but there's this scripture in First Corinthians, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's First Corinthians or Second Corinthians, one of the two. Um, and Paul is speaking and he talks about how you know up like it's like he's like i watered the seed or i i planted the seed apollo watered it but god was the one who made it grow and i loved that because especially in the season that i was in where i was like waiting on god and i'm like you know trying to you know just figure out what i want my life to be and you know all these things i kept reading that scripture and i'm like man that's so good because without the seed being planted without it being watered god couldn't have made it grow and so it just shows that like we have a part to play in this as well yeah and and that's the thing is with our free will like he could have made that plant grow that's the thing like god can do it but he wants us to partner with him in that our faith yeah which is so important and and like if you can't comprehend that in your walk with god like that's the one lesson that you truly do have to learn in order to keep moving. And I mean, I'm in a season right now. I mean, you know me, like I love traveling. Like I hate being still. The fact that I have an apartment for a year, like scares me because I'm like, hey, nah, like I want to move. I want to do this. And like, I'm in a season where God's like, I need you to be still. And I'm like, what? Like you've called me in 
Isaiah uh, 6, 8 is my favorite scripture. It's like, here I am, send me. And it's like, you've called me to keep moving and keep doing these things. And God's teaching me lessons right now that I have to learn. And that's not just me like coming home every day and like, huh, just waiting for God to tell me what's like to do next. It's like, no, like he's told me be still in here. So find out what you need to do in this season so I can call you to the next, which is, I mean, it's really good, but yeah. Well, that's good, Lexi. That, that's a very important lesson that um, people have to learn. And so, yeah, good job. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, so, Lexi, tell us a little bit about growing up with me. Oh, my gosh. You guys don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kaylee was so exuberant, I think is the right word. We have, like Kaylee said earlier, we are polar, like opposite. Like there's just so many things. Like I can think of one example. I I was so afraid of like going up to doors, like, you know, in like Girl Scouts or like church camp, like you're trying to raise money for something. I couldn't do it. I couldn't go. I couldn't hear the word no. Like hearing the word no from somebody, I would cry. I would literally cry. <laughs> and so I'd be like, you know, we would walk down the street and I would literally have Kaylee go and buy things for me and she would be up at the door and she would say my sister back there she's too scared to do this can you buy this from her and like if they told her no she would walk away and be like I'm like oh yeah you got one she's like nope they said no I'm like oh okay I'm like all right then like let's go to the and I'm like freaking out yeah that's real like then that's how our dynamic is but would not having me there like in everything like how has that you know how has that journey been like not having me where I can do those things for you or, you know, that's, it's funny that you asked that. I feel like I almost like had to learn to like do it on my own, which I am still not good at one standing up for myself. I am just such with a, I just go with the flow. Like, okay, my job at the church is an administrative assistant. So I'm not really like in the forefront of like things that are moving. I'm more of like a, Hey, just can you just do this and then, you know, go. And so I love that. I, if I could stay in that for the rest of my life, I would. Um, and so, you know, with that, you know, having to stand up for yourself, be out there in the front, like, you know, that's really hard for me. And processing my emotions is sometimes hard for me because, you know, I have a lot of them. <laughs> um, so I definitely had to, I had to learn. I still am learning how to be bold, be, you know, expressive, be able to show who I am. Um, which like I said, growing up, Kaylee was always that person for me. Like if something was going down, Kaylee had to be there because, you know, I'm either going to get beat up. I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get made fun of. I'm going to do this. I, you know, she had to be there for me. So I'm definitely learning how to do all of that for myself. And God uses you in different ways too. Cause there's, I mean, you taught me again, like we said, the nice way to do things and like how to be sweet and loving. Like you're one of the most loving people that I know. Um, but like through that, like obviously there's different types of people and there's different things. Like there's different lessons that you have to learn in your walk. And again, like you said, you can't have me there the entire time. And so how does God use someone like you that's more like, I mean, you're an extrovert. Don't say you're an introvert because you're an extrovert. But like God still uses you in those ways. And if you could like if someone's listening right now, that's super like emotional and sometimes they have to have someone else defend them or all like, what would you say to them and challenge them in that? 
Yeah, that's good. Something that I feel for myself is not being too comfortable in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like for people who are like me and you're like, ah, I just, I don't want to like express, I don't want to like step out and like put myself out there. I don't want to, you know, do all this. Um, don't not being like too comfortable in that spot because there are going to be times in life where, you know, you know, God forbid you're getting taken advantage of, or, you know, something's you don't believe, you know, you're, I mean, we live in a crazy world, people. Literally, each day the world is getting darker and darker. But praise God, we have the light of God. Because, you know, we're going to start finding ourselves in situations where people are questioning our faith or, like, you know, coming at us and asking, like, you know, oh, well, this, this, and this. And, you know, for somebody like me, it could be so easy to just shy back and just go with what they're saying. But scripture tells us that we're not supposed to do that. Like we are the light of the world. We're placed on a hilltop. People come to us to know Jesus. And so, you know, for somebody out there, if you're, you know, kind of like me and you're like, "Ah, I just, I struggle with that. Just start exercising, stepping out of your comfort zone little by little. You know, for me, like I said, I'm an administrative assistant. I'm behind the scenes, but I also lead worship. And so two completely different things. You know, you're behind the scenes. You're not really doing much. But then on the other side, I'm a worship leader. So I am out front. I am, you know, doing those things. And that was honestly, you know, I've been doing it since I was, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And, you know, it's it was pretty hard, like at first and, you know, it's almost like a muscle just like exercising that muscle now when I go up I I don't get nervous at all like it's just one of those small steps where I'm like okay I can do this I can step out of my comfort zone this way and you just begin to watch it unfold yeah and that's really good and it's funny how God like uses our gifts because if I would like I'm bold I'm outgoing I would have been the worship leader like it probably wouldn't have worked you know like I would probably and worship is one of the like biggest thing the enemy attacked because that was his like that was his zone right it's cool to see you who is you know a little shy and not stand like in you being the worship leader and that shows like how to humble yourself and all of those and so like, that's super cool and then me being a creator you know i'm all out front like i'm like hey everyone but god put my gifting to where it's behind a camera or behind you know things and so it's really cool to see how God flexes both. And I think if we didn't have each other in that, uh, I wouldn't have known what being behind the scenes and being, you know, like not always have an opinion about things or different things like that. I wouldn't have learned those things if I didn't have someone like you and saw how you do it. And then I don't think you, I mean, you can speak into that, but I don't know if you would lead worship the same without like having someone like me to push you and challenge you in that too. Yeah, definitely, you know, you pushed me, mom pushed me, because um, it's not like, I love, it's kind of, I don't know if this is off topic or not, but the giftings of God that he gives each and every single one of us, you know, it's not like we went to a grocery store and like saw all the giftings on the shelf and was like, okay, I'll take this one and this one and this one. Like, we didn't do anything to get the gifts that we have. And for me, like singing, you know, I didn't I, like I, I was in choirs and stuff growing up like in high school. I loved choir. Um, I didn't really do any musicals. It doesn't matter. I just what I'm trying to say is, you know, for me, leading worship was a natural thing. And if I didn't have people like my mom, like my mom, I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, you guys heard from her last week. She's awesome. Like she 
she pushed me like not in a bad way and I love that she didn't necessarily like, push her faith onto us either like it wasn't like a you guys have to go to church you guys have to do this you have to she wanted us to figure out our gifts and figure out the Lord for ourselves and you know with that with you Kaylee even like you know having me like be bold and do all this stuff like it just it helped me be where I am today I wouldn't be where I am without those two girls yeah and that's and that's so important and if you don't have those people around you that are pushing you and challenging you and stepping out like I a lot of people are okay like God's gonna do that for me and it's like yeah he definitely is but it's that sense of having someone like physically you can see um tell you those things and push you to do those things because God like here's the thing is God it he is going to tell you he is going to challenge you he but he placed these people in your life to do that for him and to like when I say my sister is amazing like and I say these things about my sister that's all coming from God and like even when I talking with my friends I'm like hey can you pray for this situation and then when we come back and talk like I know that they're hearing from God and that the conversation we're having is godly and so don't just like, oh, I'm waiting for God to give me this answer. I'm waiting for God um, to guide me in this direction. It's like, open your eyes because God's using people around you. He is going to show people around you what you need to do. And those people are going to challenge you. And so find those people in your life that you know that are speaking to God. Because I think like that, here's one thing with our relationship is I know that you hear from God and you know that I hear from God. And so when we're talking to each other, like we know, like okay, this is this has been prayed for. This has been uh, someone that knows the Lord and is challenged with the Lord. Um, yes. And those are people that you have to find because then we get people that, like you could tell that just don't hear from the Lord, and you're like, like is that is that God? You know? Yeah. And I think you know, for people who are listening, and you're like, you know, I just I just don't have people like that. I don't have anybody in my life like. Pray for good friends, pray for people, pray that the Lord sends people in your path that like you can trust and you can talk to about those things. Like, you know, for a long time, I struggled with not having, feeling like I don't have anybody to talk to. And I remember for a while, my prayers were so strong, like, Lord, like help send, send, send people, you know, send people, give me, you know, have somebody walk in a crowd or at church. And then I see them and I can go up to them and like ask for mentorship or whatever, you know. Like that, it's not, it's not dumb or it's not stupid to pray for friends, <laughs> to yeah. pray for people to surround you um, and help you grow either. Yeah. And that's the thing. God will answer your prayers. <laughs> like, and so that's why, again, prayer is so strong. Like, be careful what you pray for because you're going to get it yes. uh, in God's timing. But I like that one saying, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but when they're like, if, if all your prayers were answered right now, what would you have? And that is so real. Like sometimes I remind myself with that over and over again, because sometimes I'll forget to pray and I'll forget to ask God for certain things or pray for certain things. And if right now I like was sitting and I'm like, everything started happening that I was praying for, like what truly would happen? And so prayer, prayer is big. And in prayer, isn't just you saying, dear God, I just pray for like prayers, you talking to God. Like I remember yeah. like softball, like I like I yelled at God. Like yelling with God is probably the best times because yeah. he'd be answering you right on the spot. Like, but it's just like 
God is a friend and we have to remember that. Like God is someone, if me and Lexi were having a conversation, this is how me and God are having a conversation. Like I'm just yeah. going to be like, God, like what's up? Like <laughs> be right. real with them and open. Yeah, that's really good. All right, I'm going to take this into another direction because I feel like you have faced a lot uh, as a kid and with, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. Uh, kind of tell me, I know, I know it, but tell the viewers what, what's your testimony? Like, what have you experienced in life? Yeah. So I feel like I've been through so much yet nothing at all. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like I always, I remember growing up thinking like, I don't have like a crazy testimony, but, um, you know, growing up, obviously Kaylee already hit on it. What we grew up, just three of us, just me, my mom, my sister, um, Kaylee, I think you said this, but I, I would agree that my mom did such a great job of making it feel like we were lacking nothing. Mm. Um, cause you know, obviously there was a big part of our life. Our dad wasn't around, uh, but she surrounded us with amazing people, our grandpa, our uncles, you know, leaders at the church, you know, all that. Um, so growing up, you know, it, it was great. It was fun to me. I thought everything was so cool. I never, th I didn't, th I didn't like know that divorce wasn't the normal like I think I didn't even notice it until we went to like sleepovers and I'm like yeah. that's weird that you got both your mom and your dad <laughs> but like you why know, is there a man in the house right <laughs> I'm like, like no, I'll see him on the weekends <laughs> or like well like even you know like remember that one time we would pass out newspapers and like mom was like we can't go to that one house because that person like sometimes I would think like guys like dad's being at the house I'm like that's creepy. Like he's a creeper. Yeah. Like he's over right. here hugging and kissing on his daughter. That's creepy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I mean, our mom, she's, she's amazing. I could go on and on about her, um, you know, just to win some more favorite daughter award points. <laughs> just get <laughs> Um, But anyways, yeah, growing up, I was in high school. I was a cheerleader. So I had, um, you know, a semi-decent amount of friends, you know, just because you're a cheerleader doesn't mean you automatically have friends. But I just, <laughs> for me, I just found myself in different, like, friend groups. And so everywhere, you know, I went, it was like, I, this people and then these people. And, you know, for me, that was kind of hard because I felt like I could never just, like, fit in. Like, I had all my cheerleader friends, all my choir friends, my classmates, my church friends, you know, we all kind of you know, we grew up together. I went to the same school from kin or same school district kindergarten all the way up. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was very hard to find myself, you know, to know who is Lexi, who, who, who am I, who am I in Christ? Who am I, you know, and all these things. And, you know, like Kaylee said, you know, I've been through some stuff. Like I have the enemy, let's just put this, put it this way. He's trying to take me out more than once. Okay. Oh, that's for real. And we can, we can get into some of that if you want, but yeah. you know, I, I have had to learn who I am in Christ and that has helped me prove the enemy wrong, tell the enemy to shut up. You know, all these things have allowed me to progress on and on and on into who I am today. And I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together, but I think every single, it's like almost like a snowball, like every single thing that we've been through in our childhood that I've been through individually has just kind of like rolled and rolled and rolled and it's all meshed together like I don't ever regret anything I don't ever wish that something was different I don't ever wish that I had parents who were married like I, I love everything everything that we've been through has just like helped me be who I am and yeah. 
you know, some of them have been hard and some of them have been challenging, but yeah. And that, that's huge. It's like the enemy has been trying to take me, you and mom out since the beginning. Uh, and to us, like mom always taught us, like, that means if the enemy's taking us out, a blessing's about to come. And every single time that that has happened, a blessing and God shows himself over and over and over again. And I mean, I remember one of the times, well, I don't really remember because I was a kid, but I like literally remember it like it was my own. But it's a huge part of your testimony is when we were in Tennessee and Gatlinburg. Do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh, you guys. OK, buckle your seatbelts. This one's crazy. Um, so me, my mom, my sister, we used to go to Pigeon Forge, uh, which is kind of like right outside of Knoxville, yeah. uh, Tennessee. And we would go, we went for like the year back to back to back, you know, it was so much fun. We ended up going with our entire family this one time, but this one, this particular time that we're talking about, it was just the three of us. And one of our favorite, favorite things to do in Pigeon Forge or just Tennessee was to go and drive through the mountains through the great smokies and find like a river or like a stream and just like play in it like I, even it, even when we were growing up in ohio like if we like price park there'd be like a a stream and we're like oh let's go jump in it like play you know find things in there even you know? the bottom of our driveway <laughs> yes oh my god that, no. <laughs> our what like when it rained we lived on a hill and so all the water would like flood at the bottom and we would literally like go down and like slide and then we even had a gutter one time that like was you know broken it was like dropping water bro tell me why we brought out shampoo and conditioner <laughs> we took a shower out there but <laughs> fully clothed we had clothes on but we were just washing our hair <laughs> we had so many fun times but anyways so we love to just you know in tennessee go and find a random street and so we did that we went and found it was so beautiful it had like this like i think it's probably like eight no, I'm sorry. It was probably like 12 to 15 foot waterfall. And then it had like just like nice little stream with like tons of rocks everywhere. You know, we were driving by. We're like, oh, my gosh, let's go there. And, um, you know, people were there and, you know, all, it, it, it was just fun. We got inner tubes. We were sliding down the slide. And eventually, you know, everybody kind of started to like wither away. And it was just the three of us. And we were on me and my mom and sister were on like this side of the waterfall and everything you know that we had um was on the other side of the waterfall because like then up the hill that's where we like parked so we had like crossed over and like we're hanging out on the rocks over there and my mom asked me like Lexi can you go over and get my keys wallet and phone I think were the or camera glasses yes the keys the glasses and the camera and I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, how a waterfall works, you have like the top stream and then you have the waterfall and then you have like the, the excess, like, you know, this, like this, the, this part down here is like where we're like sliding down. And so this is where we were sitting on the rock. And so I walked along the bottom of the waterfall and went and got her stuff. But as I was walking, I kept like slipping and falling and like, you know, the rocks have like algae on them. And so I was just like, you know, to me, it was unsafe. And to put all of this in perspective, Kaylee was, I think, five and I was like nine. So we, you know, we were very young. Um, and so I'm like walking across and I grab her, you know, keys. I think it was her wallet, keys, wallet, glasses and camera or something. something it, was, it was three very important items. And I had just thought. Oh, you know, and her and her phone. She didn't yeah, have her phone. Yeah, she didn't have her phone. 
Um, and so I remember thinking, you know, my thought process was, okay, I just walked across the stream and I kept slipping and falling. If I have these three important items that can't get wet, then I need to find out a better way to get to her. And so I don't know why I thought this. I still don't. Probably because I was nine years old. I'm a kid. <laughs> we don't think. <laughs> and so what I did is I ended up walking up the hill to the top of the waterfall not thinking that there's like this 15 foot waterfall and there's a current coming you know down and so i walk across i start walking across the top of the waterfall and the current was so strong like i knew as soon as i hit that water and walked like a couple feet out i knew that i was going to eventually slide down this waterfall and you know being nine years old that was so scary <laughs> like i i can't even put into words like what my mind was going through in that moment so i start like going more and more towards this waterfall and i'm like screaming from out i'm like mom mom help help you know because i there's there's nobody around it was just the three of us we i have her phone in my hand i have her wallet i have her keys i have everything in my hand that by the way is getting soaking wet because i'm like falling down this waterfall and all of a sudden i just see this rock like peer up like literally like this is the waterfall like right here the rock was like here so like my feet were pretty much like dangling down and I'm like holding on to this rock like with all my like literally I'm just holding on and I'm screaming for my mom to help I'm like help 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 nobody's around except for my mom and my sister and I remember like looking down you know as I'm holding on to this rock looking down and seeing all these rocks these huge rocks are like coming out of the water but I see this like small hole that or like there's no rock there and so I remember thinking like okay if I let go of this rock and I slide I need to shift my body weight and go down because if I hit any of these other big rocks or like submerging out of the water I could get hurt and so I remember like holding on gripping and I remember like saying I don't know exactly what it was but it was something along the lines of like lord like I need help like I, I like my mom's not my mom, you know, she just kind of froze. Like she didn't know what to do because in her defense, is she going to help me <laughs> and then potentially leave Kaylee, five-year-old Kaylee, like just there, you know? And so I just remember like saying like, Lord, like I need help. And so I was like letting, letting go of the rock and I, I shifted my body weight and I fell right in between. Um, there was no rocks or anything and I just remember like bobbing like my head like the current kept pulling me up and then pulling me down pulling me up pulling me down and then I remember this one time I went up and there was this man literally and like a guy who jumped in the water and like was able to grab me and then push me up to my mom and you know for me I wasn't really thinking much about it and you know Sometimes I still have dreams about it because like of how like crazy and like it just the whole thing was. Uh, but the man, you know, he came out of nowhere. And yeah. no, we were literally like legit. Me and mom were sitting there and like beforehand, too. We talked about like, you know, like, oh, there's only one spot you could fall. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. talking about that. And we're like, dang, like, like and she was telling us be safe up there. Like, you know, like there's a lot of rocks. You could die. Yeah, well, the thing was, like, we weren't even allowed to play up there no. like, because yeah. of the fact that the current was so strong, you know. And how tall it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom, it's so cool. Her perspective, you know, she is watching me fall and she's thinking, like I just said, do I stay? Do, do I help her? What do I do? She actually said pretty much along the same lines that I did, like, Lord, we need help. 
Yeah. And as soon as she's thinking, if you think about it, if she would have jumped in, you two probably would have died. Yeah. And then I would have been five years old. I don't have phone numbers. I don't know where I live. Like, I would have just been alone. And I had mom's phone. Yeah. And (laughs) so I, he's wallet, everything. everything. (laughs) And so she would have, if she would have jumped in, like, I would have been alone. But if she stayed out, then you would have died in a waterfall. Exactly. (laughs) And And so, yeah. So she literally said, she's like, Lord, I need help. And as soon as she said, help, a man, that man, nowhere out of nowhere and jump was jumping able to save us or just save me and it was so cool because you know obviously my mom is like bawling everybody's crying because we're like that was just insane and the guy comes up and he's talking to us and you know he's just he's so kind he's like the kindest person ever and talking and you know he's so sweet and we can't thank him enough and he, my mom was like, you know, how can we repay you? Like, is there, you know, can we meet up for breakfast? You know, which thinking back on it, that's kind of weird. Like that she would ask that. Cause like this random guy, but he was like, yeah, actually I work at this place. Like it's right there in town. Gave us the name, the address of it. It's like, if you guys want to come in, I'll be working, you know, tomorrow morning. Like, you know, just come in. Um, he actually offered to pay for our meal, I think. Um, and so the next morning, you know, we go back to the hotel, you know, it was crazy. Like we just kind of acted like, you know, everything went back to normal after that. We didn't even necessarily like talk about it or anything. Um, but the next morning we go to this place and it doesn't exist. Literally the restaurant doesn't exist. Um, we, the address is like a abandoned, like building, like it, it's not even, it's nothing. And we are like freaking out because we're like, Oh my gosh, like maybe we, he have the wrong address. And we looked at what he wrote down and, um, it just, it wasn't. And so, I think in that moment, my mom, we knew that like the Lord had sent Angel. Like, I know some people listening might be like, that's so weird, but it's not like, you know, the Lord, he he works in mysterious ways. And maybe, you know, he is, that guy is like out here living and walking, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The Lord saved me. He saved my mom. I said, he saved all of us. And what's so cool, the whole story is I held on to my mom's keys, wallet, phone. I held on to all of it, y'all. We got out <laughs> of it. You'd be bragging about that. <laughs> that think, don't forget. <laughs> I just think that that is my favorite part of the whole story. Like, the fact, like, I was I was holding on to a rock, like, bobbing at, like, loot, like, literally water's filling my lungs, and I'm still able to hold on to yeah. this. So. No, and that's crazy, because we even went back, and we tried to find that exact spot, and that... Like, the spa, the waterfall, and everything. Like, we never could find it again. And, like, the thing is, it was was funny. And this is, like, like, obviously me telling the story, I'm five years old. So do I, like, God does remind me of it, which is really cool of how fond my memory is of it. But, like, I remember, like, mom just randomly turned left. And it was, like, back in the middle of woods. And, like, I honestly don't even remember an adult being there with kids. Like, all I remember is seeing kids, which is crazy. And, like, I I mean, I still have dreams about it. And sometimes, like, I pray, like, I'll be praying. And I, one time I asked, like, God, I was like, what does my home look like in heaven? And he literally pictured that waterfall, like, back at that spot. And, I mean, the funny story is after, my mom is just, she's funny. She's so funny. But even after, like, my mom's like, all right, go play again. Yeah. (laughs) She, because... She parked over there, and so going to it, like, there was still a stream that, and we're, like, playing in it while she's walking back to the car, and all of a sudden she hears. Like floating down the river. Yeah. And all of a sudden she hears and sees that we're going faster, and there's something louder. 
and she looks ahead and there's a huge waterfall. Like when I mean huge, like it's probably 50 feet. Yeah. And like that would have killed us. <laughs> and she literally, and it's weird. Like again, a random rock popped up out of nowhere. Lexi jumps on it. She grabs me and like, like we would have died. Like, and my mom's again, like next day we're in waterfalls. <laughs> like, Mom trusted God. <laughs> way too much much, bro (laughs) she's like oh well (laughs) but no and that like that story just proves again and that that's a reason why I always say like even if a church hurt me even if someone around me did something wrong even if all of this stuff happened there is no way I could be like God's not real exactly like at all and And here's the thing is like, you don't even have to have a crazy story like that to know that God, you know, like he has done so many things with other people. And that's why it's so important to share your testimony, because like, if I'm hearing that for the first time, like that to me, like, okay, God is real. Like God walked this earth. Like everything in the Bible is just so real. And that's so, so good. And like such a powerful testimony too. And, um, like, yeah god just is so good like i don't even know what to say like that story is crazy yeah you know and the enemy he like the enemy loves to work double time like yeah i mean there's so many more like you know all of a sudden i'm driving down the street and a car's like pulling out and you know i have to like think like in like two seconds like how do i maneuver my way out of this one you know like all those little things you know even i have a story with my job like you know i went through a such a hard season you know before i started working at the church and you know, the enemy just wants to take, like, just wants to make us feel like we are worth nothing or we're, you know, we're going to be taken out or we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But I love that the Lord is able to take what the enemy meant for evil and he's able to turn it for good. Yeah, that's really it. You might as well have just sung that. You take what the for evil. Next question I kind of wanted to talk about, um, and I know a lot of viewers struggle with and people struggle with, and it's something that I... I mean, I've kind of experienced a little bit, but I feel like it's more um, wise coming from someone that has faced it and is walking through it. But with um, anxiety and depression and stuff like that, how I mean, a lot of times that that's hard, like that's hard to have um, and kind of talk about that and how you've walked with God through that. Yeah. So about two years ish ago, um. I started to, I just kind of went through like a low season of life. Um, I had been waiting for something for a really long time. And it was just like, I was just, I think I was annoyed that it wasn't here yet. And so I just remember like literally like not questioning my faith, but kind of what Kelly was saying earlier, like being angry with God. And like almost like talking to Billy, you're like yelling at him. Like I went through, like that was so huge for me. And I just I never felt like I had like peace, or I I never felt like I could, you know, hear what the Lord was saying. And you know, I was just going through like such a low season of life. Like I was sad all the time, which you know, being a four, you people are like, oh, you're always sad. This was like I had never experienced a sadness before. Like it was just it was so heavy. Like I would just sit in my room. I lived in the base a basement of a house at our old house at this point. So I would just like sit in my basement and like just cry. Um, I would always call Kaylee and just like be crying, you know, just like really agitated. 
And it wasn't, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is going to get better. This is going to get better. And long story short, it didn't get better. I literally, I felt so, I don't even know like how to describe it. Long story short, I was, I got diagnosed with anxiety. And for me, I, one, this might be very controversial, but I thought anxiety was fake. Like people, when they're like, oh, I'm just so anxious. I'm like, okay, go take a nap or go pray or go figure it out. Like go like, you know, a big thing about me versus Kaylee, again, being total opposites. I don't have a whole lot of empathy. Like I can't like put necessarily put myself in somebody's shoes and like, you know, feel for them, like feel what they're going through. Kaylee's pretty good at that. Like she can like, you know, she's not gonna, oh, Jack. <laughs> she's not, she's not going to, you know, like stalk with you, but she's, you know, at least going to be able to feel like what it is you're going through. For me, I'm not like that. I'm just like, okay, go figure it out. Come back when you're good, you know? And so I thought anxiety was just something that people needed to go pray about, go spend time in God's presence and you'll be good to go. And so when I started feeling like it was like a physical anxiety, like there wasn't necessarily like an emotional, my emotions weren't necessarily attached to it. I just literally would get myself worked up so much, so much, so much. And I felt like I was going to explode or I remember being in my grandparents' house one time and just like crying to them because I'm like, I just, I, I feel so anxious and I don't know why. And I went to a doctor and she pretty much, you know, diagnosed me with anxiety and depression. And it was just in that very low season of life. So I actually was prescribed a medication for it and started taking medicine. And I was just so confused. I'm like, whoa, like this is real. And this is people go through this. And like, I was able to like understand it. And so for me, I didn't necessarily want to like stay in that. Like I knew that in that season, I just came, you know, before I got diagnosed with anxiety, it was just so low and so heavy. And for me, you know, life was starting to look better and start to look good, but I still had, was dealing with this anxiety. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time like in prayer, in worship, you know, obviously being worship leader, music, is just it's so huge for me um and you know throughout this whole thing like I just realized that it's like anxiety is real depression is real and people who I mean I used to be one of those people who think it's not real like it's you know it just it is it's real <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than that and you know if you find yourself like struggling with anxiety and depression um, I think that there's different ways to, you know, heal it. Obviously for me, like a big one was giving it to the Lord, like surrendering it. I'm a very, you know, because I'm an administrative assistant, I plan things. I like to strategically like map everything out and everything has to go this way. But for the, um, for a while there, I just had to be like, okay, Lord, like, you know, I, I'm taking medicine. I'm, you know, I'm doing these things. I put in what I know to do. I'm just, I need to give it to you. And actually I haven't been on anxiety medicine in like, I think probably like six months now. I, I just stopped taking it. And when I feel like anxious and like pent, like, you know, like I'm like, I feel like I'm going to bust or like open up or just, you know, do something. I'm going to bring it like explode. You know, something I have to do is one, allow myself to be emotional, allow myself to cry, allow myself to talk to people or to, you know, seek guidance, seek help. 
But then I have to continuously surrender it and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I feel this way right now. I need your peace. I need your love. I need your comfort. I need, I need you. And he's able to, you know, heal it. And I'm not saying that that's going to be that way for everybody, but that was just, I mean, that's just how I Yeah. And in the other side of that, um, and something that I have learned deeply is how to communicate with you when you're going through that. And I think a lot of times, I mean, for me hearing that at first, I'm like, oh my gosh, get over it. You know, like it's my personality. It's like, okay, get over it. But I've had to learn and like, you've taught me a lot of like, it's not that easy. (laughs) It's not that easy just to get over things. And from a friend's point of view or a sibling's point of view, if you're struggling with someone that does have anxiety, it's like you have to know that person and know what things they can go to to make them feel better in a sense. And it's the same thing with our relationship with God. It's like knowing God. Like, how does God communicate? Who is God? Um, even at the beginning, like in Genesis, we learn like he's the creator of everything. And it's like, okay, I know that you like God is the creator and that's how I communicate with him. I communicate in honoring and respect, but it also says in the Bible, he is my friend, he is my father. And so it's also communicating like that. But how I'm like, what I'm getting to is I have learned to not challenge Lexi in those moments. Like I've, like I've learned to just sit and listen to her and listen to her cry and listen to what she's going through. And then I go to, okay, I remember she likes to worship. I remember she likes to sit. And I used to tell you all the time, like, why don't you just, like, when's the last time you played your piano and just sang? Like, and and the challenger in me, like, I'm not just going to leave it there. Like, I'm like, all right, like, do it right now. (laughs) Like, while I'm on the phone, like, I'm going to sit here and listen to you worship for two hours. Like, that's just what, and that, that is why it is. And I voice this, like I've voiced this, I think every single podcast so far, it's important to tell people in your circle what you're going through, because truly like things that I go through, I couldn't do it without having my sister by my side or a friend by my side. And she couldn't have gotten through that without expressing those to me or calling me and like crying and stuff. And it's just being open and hearing truly what they're feeling and not pushing it off to the side because when you have people push it off the side then they're probably feeling more anxious and more anxiety um but it's like it's important and challenging them like go to god first like i don't need to with lexi anymore because she goes to god first anyway but i think a lot of times we both tell each other like did you go to god like what did he say like what was he saying in it Uh, i think one of the biggest lies of the enemy the one thing that the enemy wants to tell us is that we can do it on our own or we can figure it out by ourselves um like just a really quick testimony um that I've experienced is I went through literally in that season where it was just so dark and it was just so heavy like I have never once thought about suicide like ever ever and I went it was like a like a three-day period where I was like I I don't want to be here anymore like I just I want I want to be gone and you know I literally I re I was researching like how like what what is the what is one way to do it that it's not I'm not gonna like you know it, it I was just it was just it was an ugly season I was just trying to figure out like how can I do it without people you know being grossed out you know just different things and I never attempted anything I never did anything like that I just remember sitting there the night before I was going to do it 
and just, you know, thinking about all these people in my life who just wouldn't care, wouldn't be there and for me. And so I went to bed and the next morning I woke up and I like looked over and I had a text message from a friend who literally just texted and was like, hey, I'm thinking about you, like, love you. And I was just thinking like, okay, wait a second. Like there, people, people care about me. And I was able to like get up out of bed and like get ready and which I hadn't been able to do in like a couple of days. And I went upstairs and my one roommate was there and she was like, hi, Lexi. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is my friend, like Izzy. Like she, she cares, like she's a person who cares about me, who loves me. And so then I was like, okay, maybe I can go to work today. And then I went to work. And I, what I learned in that moment was that there are people who care mm-hmm. about me. For you listening to this podcast, like there are people who care about you and the enemy is going to do everything he can to get you to think that there aren't people who care about you in your life. And, you know, maybe I don't know who all is listening, but maybe you are going through a hard time right now in life where like maybe you don't necessarily have a family or have a sister or have, you know, community around you. Like I said earlier, like you can pray for those things. But for those of us who do have that and, you know, the enemy is going to use that against us to try to make us feel like we we don't need help. We don't need we don't need to talk to anybody. We don't need to do any of that stuff because we can do it on our own and the truth is we cannot do it on our own the lord put us here to be in community with each other like eve i mean it started all the way back in the garden like adam couldn't be without eve like we're not supposed to be without one another and so i think that season like definitely showed me like that there are people and it is okay to let people know that you're struggling like obviously you want to talk to people who aren't going to because as women you know we can gossip come on now i know y'all we've done it okay i've done it kaylee's done I mean... it. okay <laughs> we live for the drama y'all okay like hey as... for the plot <laughs> hey don't say that <laughs> but as women like we just want the we want the tea we want to know what's going on And, you know, we have like one thing I had to learn for myself is, you know, if somebody's coming to me like that needs to be a vault. Like I need to close that door and I need to not let that out. And I'm still learning that. But, you know, if we're going through stuff and we want to come to somebody and talk to somebody, ask the Lord, Lord, who who should I be talking to about this? You know, something that I try to tell myself, I just started maybe a year ago is to think twice and speak once. You know, is this person who I'm talking to right now, is this person trustworthy? Like, am I going to be able to talk to them and, you know, they're going to take what I say and not go shout it on the rooftops to everybody? Like, you know, ask for discernment, ask for, you know, what should I do? Who should I talk to? Because people care and people want to help. And who knows, you know, for me, like, you know, walking through all of that, somebody one day is going to be able to come to me and I'm going to be able to help them because I went through that myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And that, I mean, that is huge, like saying it to the right people, because that's so important. If you say it like, and that's why it's important of prayer of like, you know, who am I going to? Who am I talking to? And me and mom talked about it last week of like, go to someone that either has been through it or is higher than you uh, in your walk with God. And it's not, I mean, you, you can go to the people that are equal to you and that's fine. Just know that that's not who you're getting your wisdom from. You're getting your wisdom from someone that has been through it or is wise and um, knows what they're talking about. And the thing is, it's like, come like ready to receive. I think that's like that. And for me and my type of personality, that's hard. Cause I'm like, and it's hard for me to tell people stuff that's going on. Cause it's like, 
oh, I can handle it. And that's the enemy of like, oh, Kaylee, but you're an A, you're a challenger. Like you're supposed to be standing up for your, you're supposed to be doing these things. And sometimes that's like, we let the Enneagram control our minds and we allow, it's either we use it for good or we use it for evil. And in that, like the enemy will use that, like, oh, you're an eight. And I'm like, okay, well, Enneagram's used by God. So that's probably God telling me like, you know, but it's not, it's like, no, Kaylee, you can be a four. You can be emotional with your feel and tell people and open up. Like just because an eight says you're a challenger doesn't mean that that's where you're supposed to sit and stay in those moments. Uh, And so it is allowing people to speak into you and you not being so standoffish or, oh, they're just saying that because they don't like me or they're just saying that because they don't they have no idea they don't know what I'm walking through they have never experienced it and like you said it's it is important to get help it's not it's not good to keep it in it's not good to um not allow people to help but also knowing God is the number one help like go to him first before anyone yeah and I mean when you go to people too it's like a sense of humility which God calls us to be humble and you know I hate to say this, but like sometimes thinking like, I just got it myself. I can do it myself. Like that's a, that's a case of pride, honestly. Like I'll just be bluntly honest. Like, you know, being able to say, I do need help. I like, you know, how, you know, going to somebody about it or going to even the Lord about it. Like that just shows humility. And that speaks, you know, so like far beyond what we could do because, you know, that's, that's huge. The Lord calls us to be humble. Oh Yeah. Yes. And that's so good, Lexi. And last question, and you kind of hit on it a little bit in this last part, but uh, what would you say if a student came up to you and, you know, she is struggling or um, she doesn't really know what she wants in life or the enemy keeps trying to take her out? Anything that we kind of talked about, what would you challenge someone uh, in their next steps or in their faith with God? I... Here she goes with the deep questions again, y'all. <laughs> I think I would just encourage them to one spend time in his presence. Um, you know, there's so many things as people we go through things that we can use our testimonies to help others. Um, but if somebody were to come to me, I would want them to spend time in God's presence before ever coming to me coming to, you know, somebody else because is long you know in god's presence he's able to like break down those walls and break down the things that you're feeling and so then you know going to somebody for help and you know if they were coming to me like i'm just struggling with this one like kaylee said this before like your story is huge like it, it can help so many people and so i would just you know open up about some of the things that i've experienced be able to relate to them i think that's huge like being able to say oh you know what same like same I went through that too and there's just a sense of like um like a bonding that just happens when you're able to relate with somebody about something and not look at them as like oh you're such you're down there like you're you're lower you know I I, I'm so much higher than that I've been through that you know so I would stoop down to their level and like you know get where they are and realize and understand what they're going through but you know a challenge would be just to press into his presence more the enemy wants us to do nothing more than to he wants to do nothing more than to just get us out to not to shut your bible to 
turn on secular music, turn on, you know, for me, I like Tate McRae, turn on Tate McRae and stop in your room and cry. And, you know, he wants all he wants us to do that. He, we do those things and he's cheering. He's like, yes, yes, go, go, go. So for me, the challenge would be like, you know, open up the word, like put on worship music, put do like, even if you, even if everything inside of you is saying, I don't want to do this. I'm mad at God. I, I don't even know the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm all these things. Just do it anyways. Speak the word over your life. There's something so powerful about even speaking out something that you don't believe. Like in that season I went through, like I didn't want to worship the Lord, but I woke up every day and I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're giving me a heart that wants to worship you. I thank you that you're here with me. Even though the the thing I felt the most was I'm alone. I still said, Lord, I thank you that you're here with me. So, you know, the challenge would be just to press into his presence more, buckle down uh, or, you know, something our pastors say is like, it's time to double down on the word. And that's what, that's what my challenge would be. Even if you're not feeling anything, even if you're not you know, seeing what the word is saying, keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm doing the 30 day shred right now where you read the Bible in 30 days. And obviously I'm listening to it because girl can't read that much. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I can barely read a sentence. Do you think me I'm gonna read the Bible in 30 days? But it is, yeah. I mean, it's challenging me a lot. Like it's showing me, um, who God is and how, you know, sometimes reading the word is boring. Like it is like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like it's boring, but it's like, how, how quickly are you going to allow your flesh to destroy what God has for you? Like, right. and I've learned like sit in the boring, like <laughs> we're a generation where everything has to be like this. And like, we watch a TikTok like all the time because they're 11 seconds. It's easy. It's quick, but it's like, God's like, no, just sit. If it's boring, it's boring. Just keep listening. Like if it's boring to listen to worship music, keep going, like keep doing it. And you're going to find that you're going to be so much like God where those things aren't even attractive anymore to do. Like sitting on TikTok for me for hours isn't even attractive. I'll just be sitting there scrolling. I'm like, time to get off. Like this is not even, what am I doing? You know? (laughs) And so that's real. That is real. And thank you so much for being on. Uh, Let's pray real quick and then we'll kind of close out. But God, we just thank you so much for everything that you are doing in this podcast, Father. And the things that Lexi said today, God, and the things that I have said, I just pray that whoever's on the other end of this phone, they receive those things, God, and that they're hearing you, Father, in this moment. And God, if there's anyone that is struggling with getting help or anxiety or depression or the enemy keeps attacking them, God, I just pray that you show up in those moments, that you show up Um, and show them where you're at, Father. And we just love you. We thank you again, um, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Lexi, is there anything that you want to say last? anything? Last thing I want to say is I am so proud of my little sister for doing this podcast. Seriously, all you guys who listen, like, thank you guys. You know, you're not, it's not benefiting Kaylee, it's benefiting you. And I hope that you guys can see that. Um, invite a friend to listen to I mean this stuff is it's fun like I was listening to the one I'm like she's funny like (laughs) like she's like she knows what she's doing you know it's it's just Kaylee I'm so proud of you I'm just glad that you're stepping out and doing this thank you (laughs) couldn't do without you but thank you we will be back next Saturday um super excited for that one so stay tuned but I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday um do something fun today go out uh i don't know if it's still cold or not but go out enjoy the weather go on a walk 
um, read your Bible today, maybe start like a one year plan challenge or whatever you guys think. Um, text me, call me, DM me, message Lexi if you have any questions. Like we're here for you guys. We love you. And that's it for the pod. So we'll see you guys next Saturday at 12 p.m. Bye, guys.